What's up? I'm Alex Clark, and you're listening to the audio version of my show, Politics, powered by Turning Point USA. To fully experience the conservatee, make sure you're following the show at our home base on Instagram, where we post our episodes daily at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay, cute servatives, let the games begin. This is what happens when your boyfriend gives you a bracelet and dumps you to be with your best friend. Have fun with her, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's been real quiet since this came out. (coughs) If you've been heavily feeling the meat sweats since we last talked last week, have no fear. Queen Cinnamon Roll is here. My absolute favorite story since our last chat was Sharon Osbourne wanting a refund on the $900,000 she gave Black Lives Matter. Kim Kardashian has a new true crime podcast on Spotify where she claims that the people who are on death row are innocent. Ish is about to hit the fan for her because the victims of these monsters are speaking out about her lack of research. There are two celebrity memoirs that I have begged you to read since you've known me. One of them is getting a scripted pilot based on the book, and it's Wednesday, so we get to do our brand new segment, What's Good Wednesday, where I tell you an uplifting news story that you probably haven't heard. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Sharon Osbourne says she now wants the 900K she donated to Black Lives Matter back after the organization has been plagued with missing funds and sketchy behavior. Said that Black Lives Matter is a scam. Oh, well, we gave $900,000 to that, and um, I'd like my money back. <laughs> yeah. intelligent people said this from the start. You should feel completely vindicated if you were one of many that said Black Lives Matter Inc. was a scam, but were called racist for doing so. Total exoneration, complete vindication. The best part is, it makes liberal Hollywood celebrities look so utterly stupid. Who gives $900,000 to a charity you know nothing about? No refunds. How many times did BLM defend the burning of black neighborhoods during the summer of love? Now those same communities are worse off than they were before and remain completely impoverished. $80 million raised, and where is it? Even Breonna Taylor's mom said she hadn't seen a dime since they fundraised off her daughter. Breonna Taylor's mother spoke out and actually said, I have never personally dealt with Black Lives Matter Louisville and personally have found them to be fraud. Frauds, I think she meant. Attica Scott is another fraud, okay? She then says, I could walk in a room full of people who claim to be here for Brianna's family who don't even know who I am. I've watched y'all raise money on behalf of Brianna's family who has never done a damn thing for us, nor have we needed it or asked. So talk about fraud. Five mansions were bought, but the black community has nothing to show for it. BLM was always a get-rich-quick scheme for the Marxists that run it, and they laughed all the way to the bank while your family-owned business burned to a crisp, and they spent the money on new homes and strippers. Think I'm kidding? Candace Owens and The Daily Wire expose it all in their brand new documentary out today called The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. Download The Daily Wire app on your device or Apple TV. Black Lives Matter released their 990 IRS filings. They collected $80 million. Where is that money? It's not here. Everything looks worse than it was. Where have you seen that money impacted throughout the city? 
So my producer just sent me a link. It is just shocking to me because of how much money was raised to think that where he lived, the bills weren't being covered. Super frustrating, but that's a dead end, so. And here's where it gets really interesting. Ready for some BLM pride? Another 200K went to escorts, BDSM workers, strippers, peep show workers, phone sex operators, and webcam performers. And then at that moment, it became personal. And I thought, not only am I going to say the truth, <laughs> I am going to scream the truth louder than you can scream the lies. Kardashian has worked hard to position herself as the face of the prison reform movement, but does she even take a hard look into the death row people she claims are innocent? No. No. Kim just signed a deal with Spotify to launch a brand new true crime podcast called The System, where she examines cases of what she believes are wrongful convictions. The case of Kevin Keats is deeply twisted and incredibly heartbreaking from all sides. An Ohio man has been sentenced to death. It sounds straightforward at first. Three counts of murder for allegedly killing three members of the Chapman family. But the deeper we go, the more the reported events are called into question. State defense attorneys say new evidence clears him. Did you do this? I could never commit a crime like this. Never. There's so many twists and turns in your case and so many things that just make no sense. Here's the thing. The surviving victims of Kevin Key told the Daily Mail that no one from Kim's podcast team ever even contacted them to get their side of the story and insist that Kevin Keith is guilty of murder because they saw him do it. According to the Daily Mail, in 1994, Kevin Keith was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend, Marichelle Chapman, her daughter, Marche, and her aunt, Linda Chapman. Meanwhile, Kim Kardashian says he is innocent, was never given a fair trial, and should be freed. Juanita and Quentin Reeves, age six and four at the time, were also shot, but they survived. Quentin Reeves was a small child when the crime took place and survived the traumatic situation after he was shot. Now, he's 33 and is claiming Keith is the killer and that he saw him with his own eyes. He's also alleging that Kim Kardashian never bothered to contact him or his sister and that she just wants to make herself look good without checking the facts. He says she did not contact us, not one time. Why aren't they contacting the victims? I don't care what Kim Kardashian says. He did it and he's not getting out. Now her podcast producers are denying these claims and insist they did make contact with Quentin and his sibling Quinita. So it's up to you who to believe. All I know is Kim advocated for the release of Rodney Reed, a pedophile and rapist whose semen and saliva were found all over the corpse of the teenager that he raped and murdered. I think if Kim really believes these men are innocent, she should leave her kids in their care and prove it. So it doesn't make sense. The two celebrity memoirs I have told you over and over again. <laughs> the two celebrity memoirs that I have told you over and over are must-reads are I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy and Open Book by Jessica Simpson. One of those is being adapted into a show. Any guesses? According to Deadline, Jessica Simpson's open book is getting a half-hour scripted pilot inspired by the best-selling memoir. That means it will be a totally fictional story based loosely on Jessica Simpson's story. John Stamos is playing the male lead in the pilot, and Caitlin Tarver is playing the female lead. If the show gets picked up, they'll stay in their roles. 
I had a record deal since I was 14 years old. Always like living in hotels, like people always cleaned up after me. Maids come in and make the bed, and so I didn't really have to like this like upkeep thing. So I think that's been the biggest adjustment. Deadline describes the show as a music-soaked coming-of-age story that follows pop star Sadie Sparrow's rise from ingenue to mogul. Sadie ultimately comes to embrace herself and the fact that her heart inevitably wants what it wants at every stage of life. Kind of a Selena reference there, is it not? Gosh, I hope this show gets picked up and it's actually good. Don't wait till the last minute to read this like you did with Dope Sick Chop Chop. Yo, you about done? Tick tock, mother Okay, ready for the most cinnamony story of the day? Let's see what's good with What's Good Wednesday. Indianapolis mom and hairdresser Sarah Poli knows the toll having a baby in the NICU can take on a mom after she spent four months in multiple Indianapolis neonatal units with her daughter four years ago. So when she heard that the Ronald McDonald House wanted to come up with some unique experiences to offer families who frequent Riley's Children's Hospital there in Indiana, Sarah decided to lead the initiative and open a beauty bar a few weeks ago on the third floor of the Ronald McDonald Family Room Maternity Tower at Riley. According to the Today Show, inside the space, parents can relax in a hydro massage chair, doze in a nap pod, and snack on fruit and granola bars. Pulley also goes out of her way to pamper and style postpartum moms and sleep-deprived dads at no charge. She says we shampoo, blow dry, and give scalp massages on the second Wednesday of each month. And that's what's good this Wednesday. I'm halfway finished with The Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. I love Mila Kunis, and it's based on the best-selling thriller novel of the same name, so I'm very into that. I've gotten decently into Tell Me Lies on Hulu. Still not the best, but also not the worst. And my crippling anxiety calmed down a little during our few days off, but it's not gone completely. And it was so unexpected and very sweet. Thank you very much to those of you who were like sending me DMs saying, oh, I'm praying for you and I hope your anxiety goes away. Like I go through the same thing. So that was very, very unexpected. If you live in the Phoenix area, by the way, this is huge. Don't exit out of here. Next Wednesday, the 19th, I am hosting a true crime night at ASU at 7 p.m. It's a Halloween sleepover themed PJ party and I am preparing some of the scariest and craziest true crime stories that I know that I've never shared before. You don't have to be a student to come. It is totally free, but you do need to RSVP. Just follow Turning Point ASU for info on Instagram and hopefully I'll see you there. It's gonna be such a fun and unique event. Like it's nothing I've ever done before. And if you're following Turning Point ASU or check them out. They should have info on how to live stream the event also if you don't live locally. If you're glad that we're back, please heart and thumbs up this episode. How does that show based on Jessica Simpson's memoir sound to you? Smash or pass? And are you a fan of criminal justice reform or do you think it's a wolf in sheep's clothing? Kind of like a conservative political hot take there. You absolutely must DM this episode to your childhood friend or your sister that reminds you of that opening video. And always, 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 tap the save button. It looks like a little page icon. That helps a lot. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can watch the episodes and see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.